afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're broadcasting from the Nebraska State Fair. And let me tell you folks, what an amazing first day of the State Fair. We've got a lot of 4-H animals, of course, being moved into the fairgrounds. But it is definitely busy with exhibitors, busy with folks coming to visit the fair. And a lot of chatter as folks stop by our booth talking about the markets. And that's what we're going to focus on today is what's been going on in this trade. You know, as we kind of peruse the numbers, it was mixed trade for the corn after they traded lower most of the trading session. No surprise, we saw some higher soybeans and some higher wheat numbers. On the flip side of the livestock, cattle were up, even though they're dealing with some heat issues as well, and it was mixed on the hogs. We're going to get all the details on this trade today with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So kind of let's start out looking at this uh, crop conditions as this heat continues um, what are you hearing and seeing and how it's going to have an effect on the market trade? Well, I think that, um, you know, today we're still waiting on Pro Farmer to come out with their estimate of what the yield is, or I sure haven't seen it yet. But um, um, I think that the Pro Farmer Tour, one thing they had this year that they don't have a lot of other years is that the crop was so much further along or pulled further along. And so they should have had a much better idea of what that yield was probably going to be like. Now, the um, uh, one thing I'll say is, you know, they didn't survey Missouri and they didn't survey southern Illinois and southern Indiana. And some of those areas are really pretty good, although Missouri was bad. And, um, you know, southern Indiana, probably pretty good. And then uh, Southern Illinois could be kind of a toss-up. But, you know, that may be the one mistake that they've got. But this year should have offered them a much better insight as to how the crop was coming along and how far along it really was. The um, one thing I think, you know, pretty much everywhere, the um, other than in Minnesota, I think the pod counts were very interesting this year. And, of course, you know, some noting of, uh, I think only one report that I seen had any four beans in a pod. It was pretty much all threes, mostly all threes and some twos. So I don't know if that gives you that big yield. And then on top of it, um, you know, Minnesota, of course, well under a year ago and under what the USDA's got them projected for. But uh, when we look at uh, Iowa, well, Iowa, we knew, was probably going to be the one that was going to be the toss-up or the surprise for everybody. And Iowa turned out to be not so great. And I just got what Pro Farmers um, Tour estimate is. They came out on corn, 14.96 billion bushels. And that's giving them an average yield of 172 bushels per acre. So that still means we've got a little bit lower to go on the yield if they're on target. On soybeans, this is real surprising. And I think this is probably going to make beans be stronger Sunday night. Soybeans, uh, 4.110 billion bushels uh, nationwide and uh, 49.7 bushels per acre. Keep in mind that the USDA is at 50.9, I believe. So, or 50.7. So, um, you know, that's uh, well under. And, and then in corn, you know, we've got 2 million more acres of corn this year. 
but two million less acres of beans. That's a big concern for that bean market. And I'm, I would think that that number, if they trade Sunday night on this number, it would be that it should be higher. Uh, we pushed the bean market today and got up against that. There's a resistance. We crossed one resistance line at 1381. And that was from a trend line of resistance from the high of December 30th. And then we went up to another resistance of 1391, got to what, 90 and a half or something like that. And, and the market set back. But, you know, what's interesting is, uh, today is the market was like it was pushing, really chipping away at stone, trying to go higher. Well, quite honestly, uh, I would have to say, that this market should try early next week to still push. And with these kind of numbers, the trade's going to really be focused on Monday as to what the crop condition ratings might show. And we're hearing a lot of uh, 2 to 4% reductions on beans and corn. We think corn will show a larger reduction, certainly coming home in an effort to come home very quickly. It's going to be an early harvest. And you have, I know you haven't had a chance really, Sue, to digest that information because it literally just came across your, your computer as you and I are talking. But do you see any surprises that may be catching you a little off guard when it comes to the soybeans, knowing what the weather's been like for these crops? Possibly, you know, we were not great in the western side of the state uh, for soybeans, but the eastern side was not expected to be better than the west. And it ended up being a little bit better. So that surprised me. But the bottom line's gonna come as to what we see for the weather forecast. Now that we get into Sunday, they're gonna also be focusing on that forecast because certainly, uh, the forecast here today, this afternoon, is talking about warmer above normal temps and also potential of resuming, uh, 90 degree plus temperature highs through the Central Plains and the Western Midwest by midweek next week and onward. And in our area, we're to be maybe in the mid to upper 80s. And then, of course, we'll see what happens if we return to higher temperatures. But the, the bottom line is not much moisture in the forecast as we go into about September 8th. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We come back, we'll take a look what's happening on the livestock side as well in this market. A Friday treading into the trade, which has been an interesting trading week, to say the least. Stick around from the Nebraska State Fair. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Summer is going fast and Husker Harvest Days is right around the corner. Please join us one final year in the Fontenelle Tent at the show September 12th through the 14th near Grand Island. There's plenty to talk about, including the merger into the new Channel Seed brand, our proven performance potential, and an expanded corn portfolio for 2024. So stop and see Fontenelle at Husker Harvest Days. The same local commitment with new possibilities. Always read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRVN. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Again, we are at the Nebraska State Fair. So if you hear the noise in the background, that's the crowd milling around, not only our booth, but the entire building that we are in. Lots of things happening, lots of interesting trade when we look at the overall picture of this market today. And Sue Martin continues to join us with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And wanted to talk a little bit, um, what's your take on everything that's going on with China from an economic standpoint? And, and what type of ill effects could that happen on the United States when it comes to export opportunities? Well, I think it's interesting because there's lots of talk or chatter about how China for the next decade is going to have less population. And I think, you know, we have to keep one thing in mind. They always had that uh, one child per family law or rule, and um, they've changed that to two children per family. And I don't know, it's been at least three or four, maybe five years since they've done that. But it takes time uh, to get those people up to where their appetites are full and they're an adult and what have you. The other thing is they're trying to also uh, get their feet on the ground with getting people to go to work, uh, maintaining or keeping manufacturing and get it up and running good. And I think that's been a more of a struggle. You know, they had mentioned they thought by... You know, by June, maybe they would be up and starting to go and it's taken longer. And I, I, you know, we see that a lot, that people who have been locked up and especially for three years, my goodness, they don't want to go back to work. They're used to being on vacation. Definitely going to make for some interesting times for them as they all readjust. Um, what about, uh, we look at the ethanol side of trade. We're seeing some pretty much, they say, fairly stable is there concerns or have you heard concerns because of not knowing where this crop is going to be that there might be some issues coming up with ethanol trade? Well, I think the, um, you know, first off, I, from what I'm hearing, a lot of ethanol plants are covered into harvest. And then from there on, they'll have to probably bid for, you know, to get corn in. And it may be that the basis is pretty decent. Um, I think that when we talk about <laughs> there, um, I think when we talk about you know this uh, crop being so, um, it's it's not a, a disaster crop, or but it might be a little disappointing compared to what it was a year ago. And when I look at uh, the crop in um, Nebraska, for example. Dry land, of course, in many areas is like toast. And the irrigated, some of it pretty good, but there's even problems there as well. So I think that as we go forward, you know, the the demand on this crop, ethanol usage, I think ethanol usage is going to remain very good. It should give us some another basis appreciation uh, for them because they're going to want to pull as much crop as they can into them before farmers lock it up. And of course, when you have less of it, you know, then the quality's not as good and it makes it tougher to store for very long. So that might behoove farmers moving corn, beans to market, and then turning around and maybe later on, it keeps that basis better as we get into the turn of the year. This could be a year where we see the market strong. And one thing too, we have to keep in mind is Brazil. Brazil's very hot and dry. Now, granted, it's the time of the year when they normally are warmer, but they're very hot and dry. 
And our weather sources are saying come November and December, they'll start catching rain, which would be really ideal for them. They'll get the crop planted, be a little nervous about the dryness, but then they start catching rain. Well, you know, they could be back at us here as we get into, you know, February, March of next year. Jump over to the livestock side. How long can this cattle hold out? I know there's been a lot of frustration with cash movement and even though box beef numbers are seeing some higher trade. Well, the box beef looks like it's bottomed. Um, you know, we've got the Labor Day demand going here too. But packers seem like they've really got a, a good handle on trying to manage uh, their profit margins. Now, they're back in the black. But, that you know, when they start to cut the kill back, then the product starts to lift up a little bit and they make their money back there. So I look at um, the cattle market Packers know that the numbers are going to get tighter as we go forward. And I think that as we look at the cattle, um, markets had a correction here from about July 20th. We were correcting down. It's almost a choppy little stair step lower uh, phase. And then you get these snappy updates. But I think we're getting close to a seasonal turnaround here where cattle are going to try to turn and move higher. And so I think this has been healthy for the market. And I will say, Susan, I have one question mark on cattle, and it is, what has the breeding been like in the cattle through this summer? So what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sue? Well, our number's 1-800-527-0051, and y'all have a great day. Thanks so much. Sue Martin's been joining us today. This Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.